Players are recorded live in-game. Audio quality may vary. Sonic Realms. Roleplay. Made real, real, real. As I'm walking home, I realize, at the docks, I was nearly caught. Invisibility doesn't guarantee stealth. So I start practicing, hiding behind dumpsters, making my feet light, making no noise. An elderly couple holding hands sees Jet darting behind dumpsters. They cross to the other side of the street to avoid her. I make a face. <laughs> Jet continues to practice her stealth as night falls over the city. Later that evening, Hez returns home from the store and goes to a partitioned off room in the abandoned library she and her family call home. The room has a table next to a makeshift chemistry station, upon which she sets down her shopping bag and removes some industrial strength cleaner, fertilizer, and various bottles containing liquids. She begins to heat the cleaner, then combines the fertilizer with two other chemicals. She puts the combination inside of a centrifuge and turns it on before opening another bottle and pouring it into a beaker. Jaybird, her youngest child, has quietly entered the room and reaches for a Bunsen burner. No, my Jaber, don't reach for these things, you see. These are called chemicals. They're all very, very dangerous. Would you like to know what I'm doing? Yeah. If you're going to hang out here, I'm going to need you to put on these safety goggles. Oh, okay. They're very important, just in case anything happens. Why? Well, you see, this here, it is a reagent. Do you know what that means? I don't, I don't know. I... It means that it has the ability to interact with another chemical. Oh, okay. You see this chemical here? Is it not pretty? Uh-huh. This one is called a catalyst. Uh-huh. And when these two reagents and this catalyst mix, uh-huh. well, you get different reactions. Oh. And in this instance... No! Ah! Oh, did Jaybird, come. Come back here, Jaybird. What happened to you? I don't know. Come here, come here. No, come here. Come on now. I was scared. I hurt my arm. I notice a piece of glass in Jaybird's arm. It's a small shard, but he must have been very scared. I carefully pick it out, being very gentle with him. <laughs> Mommy has learned about these things and learned the safety precautions behind them. I will have to teach you as well, but... Those glasses that you were wearing, they are part of them. I have these tweezers here, and we have a very special container where all of these sharp things go, and what's called contaminated, mixed with the chemicals that you saw earlier. These things are very dangerous, and you must never touch them when I am not around. And even when I am, you must wait, and we shall do things the right way. I don't want to go in there ever again. It's all right, when you're ready, you can go again. No! You must learn not to be afraid of the things that surprise or even frighten you. <laughs> you can have fear, but you must learn to use that fear as more of a tool, a cautionary item, than something that keeps you from doing the things that you want or need to do. Jaybird walks to some toys in the corner which have caught his eye. Hez stands up and returns to her chemistry station once she's confident Jaybird is engaged. 
She begins scribbling volume displacement calculations on used Burger Kong Soyburger wrappers, figuring out a plan to create ad hoc, homemade grenades made of nested glass beakers. Using her knowledge of chemistry and biology, she begins to figure out the necessary steps to create halothane vapor and methylpropyl ether, which are powerful incapacitating agents when inhaled. She continues to work by lantern light deep into the night. The next morning, Kurt awakens Drager. Hey, Drager. Drager. Oh, what? Drager. <coughs> yeah, what? what? You remember yesterday when I said I wanted to learn to drive the motorcycle? Motorcycle. <coughs> yep. Motorcycle, right. You want to learn? Can we? Right. Yeah. Can you show me how to do that? Sure. Yep. Is now, is now good? Oh, what time is it? It's 7 a.m. Drager groggily gets out of bed and makes a beeline to some soy calf that had been made yesterday, still being warmed in the pot. I stare at the concrete walls and imagine a window. I drink my soy calf and I look at Kurt. All right, <clears throat> you, ready to, you ready to learn how to drive? Yeah. Have you, driven, have you ever driven anything before? Like, anything? Uh, maybe? Maybe. All right, well, I mean, to... To try is to do, or something. Let's go. Kurt and Drager walk down the 27 flights of stairs to the parking lot. Oh, every, <clears throat> every day is leg day. Every day is leg day. You know, Drager, I feel like it's getting easier to get down those stairs, wouldn't you say? Well, sometimes. It burns, though. Doesn't it burn for you? Especially those last five flights, man. Uh, I mean, down. Down's one thing. It's easy. Going up, oof. They walk to the motorcycle they have on loan from the Silver Pistons gang. Kurt stops and looks at Drager expectantly. So, when you're sitting on the thing, make sure you're balanced, right? You, you have to even to distribute your weight uh, between your right and left sides. And when you want to turn, you want to... It's like a small lean. I hop up on the bike. Drager starts the motorcycle. So, what I want you to do is... Go around in some circles, small ones, right around the parking lot here, and just do those over and over again until you get used to being on the bike, and then you can go straight uh, for a long way that way, and then turn back around to me uh, if you, yeah, just go, <clears throat> yeah, try that, go do it. All right, what, what do I do now? All right, just, uh, you press it down on the throttle with your foot and then rev it with your right hand. Take that handle and twist it, like, downward. Right, like a, like a flick of your wrist like this. Right? Okay. I attempt to do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Kurt has hit a curb and rolled the bike onto its side. As Drager approaches, he sees a trickle of blood forming on Kurt's temple. Kurt painfully pulls his leg out from under the motorcycle. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, that doesn't look good. Come here. Come here for a second. You all right? Uh, <clears throat> Let me dust you off a little bit. Trigger. So, you know, it's rough. It's rough at first, but you get used to it. Okay. Not the falling off part, but, you know, uh, the going forward thing. You all right? Yeah, I think so. Can you stand up? I feel a little fuzzy. Okay, so how many fingers am I holding up? Uh, is it three? Count again. Okay, is it... Five? Yes! Yes! You're ready for another go. Are you ready? Wanna go one more time? Yeah, uh... Drigger picks up the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, um... I think I should wear a helmet. 
That's a good idea. Safety first, I always say. Here's a bucket. Go for it. Okay. Okay. So, the reason you fell off your bike is because you got on the motor a little too fast and too aggressively in the beginning. So, you just slow that down a little bit next time and take it easy. Okay. Kurt cautiously mounts the motorcycle. There aren't many controls besides the handle grips and ignition. Kurt notices a glowing green button with the letters AP on it. Hey, Drager, what does this button do? It says AP? Uh, I... I don't know. Go ahead, press it. Okay... I hesitantly press the green button. The bike turns on again and speaks to Kurt. Please speak your destination now. I don't... I don't care as long as I don't fall off. Do not know destination. I don't care as long as I don't fall off. I didn't know these things talked. Huh? What do you know? Uh, just at the other end of the parking lot. The bike begins to slowly uh, uh, move forward. Uh, breathe. Uh, Hold on. Just hang on. The motorcycle exits the parking lot and turns onto the main road, gaining speed. Where am I going? Destination parking lot bar and grill. No, no. Destination, uh, what is the name of my residence? Do not know destination. What is the name of my residence? No, I don't want to go there. Take me to uh, 55 Derringer Street. Driving to 55 Derringer Street. Though he is traveling at safe speeds, Kurt maintains a white knuckle grip on the bike until it makes its way back to the parking lot he started from. I'm just standing there with my arms folded waiting for him to come back. As I see Kurt approach, uh, I wave to him. I congratulate him. Yeah, that's it. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Thanks, Drager. Um, you were great help. Oh, well, you're welcome. My pleasure. Yeah, I think I need to go lay down. My head kind of hurts still. Yeah, I bet it does. You should sleep that off. Just don't pass out. Uh, let's take care of that skull of yours, all right? Yeah, I think I'm going to go find my first aid kit. I follow Kurt upstairs back to the apartment. Later that evening, Hez, Drager, Jet, and Kurt are sitting at a table in the black jug, anxiously awaiting the arrival of Rico, who is now half an hour late. Jet looks at Kurt. You sure about this guy? No, I'm honestly not sure about much. Hey, Rico. It's Kurt. Hey, Kurt, what's up? Hey, uh, didn't we have a meeting tonight at 6 p.m.? No, oh, yeah, I'm on my way. They should be there in about half an hour. Okay. He says he'll be here in about a half hour. Does this seem totally fishy to anybody else? Kurt, what, uh, what happened to your head? Oh, uh, Drager was teaching me how to drive a motorcycle. He did really, really well. I can tell. And then we were learning first aid yeah. as well, so it was a, it was a twofer. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, learning all sorts of stuff today. Especially how fast he can go in a straight line. Yeah, I actually learned how to autopilot. You know those motorcycles have autopilot on them? I didn't know that for the longest time. 45 minutes pass. Rico finally walks into the black jug. Hey, Rico. Rico looks to Kurt, nods his head, and saunters over to the table. <sighs> Oh, this is your guy? Yeah. Yeah, how's it going, Rico? It's going pretty good. 
pretty good. I wasn't sure what you wanted, so I kind of just brought a few things. I walk up to the bar and ask Luce for a table in the private room. Luce Kenyon walks out from behind the bar and unlocks the private room. Hez motions with her head to the table and everyone gets up, including a confused Rico. Hey everybody. So, uh, you're friends of Kurt, huh? Yeah. We're good friends. An awkward silence passes. Well, what can I help you guys out with? We're looking for some items that we couldn't normally find at your local stuffer shack. Yeah, for example, do you have any grenades or... Wow, you're just coming right out with it. Uh, I'm looking for a long-range uh, laser microphone, uh, binoculars. Okay. Um, I think one of these guys wants a silencer. We talked about that, right? That was me, yes. Yeah. Do you, How many silences do you have? Do you guys just have a list I can look at? Yeah. Here's, here's mine, right there. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I see that you want... Oh, and also we, we want a jammer. Sorry to interrupt, but we want a jammer too. Uh, what kind? An area jammer or something more specific? Well, the guys we're trying to jam, we're gonna need, uh... We're gonna need access to be able to talk on our comm links while we're doing it. So, I think that's a directional jammer. Yeah, that would be a directional jammer. Not really the type of thing I deal with, but I'll see what I can do. Rico continues to examine Drager's list, then looks up at him. Oh, uh, let's see. You're... I didn't get your name. My name's Larry. All right, Larry. I'm not the kind of guy you want to come to for cyber eyes. Unless you want some just loose cyber eyes. Yeah, don't worry about the eyeballs. I, that was just a, you, you know, that was like Christmas list stuff. You can, you can ignore it. Do you, uh... What what do you have on you right now, on your person? You know, I didn't really bring much. I brought some Nova Coke. I thought Kurt might like some of that. Oh yeah, that's great. I like I like that stuff. Can I get some more of that? Yeah, that stuff I'm happy to sell. I can probably get most of this other stuff though. Larry, it looks like you want some goggles with night vision and thermal vision, a wrist-mounted motion sensor, vision magnification, climbing gear. I don't think this stuff should be a problem. I'd like a Yamaha Pulsar Taser, a silencer for an Ares Lightfire 70, fleshette rounds, flashbangs, an endoscope. I'm sensing a bit of a James Bond pattern here. Rico looks at Jet. So let me guess, you're going to be looking for what? A chameleon suit or something? That's absolutely right, Rico. Wow, you're really good at this, Rico. Yeah, some clients make it easy. Hey, hey, have you guys tried Nova Coke? It's great. It actually helps me remember things. What does it do to you? Uh, you know, I just feel like really clear and I get these images of my past that happen sometimes. When I first tried it, um, that's how I remembered that part about me feeling dead and being passed around in the, um, in the middle of the night. Oh, that sounds like fun. You know, there are other things you can get too. If you'd like to branch out, I can supply you with pretty much anything you want. Well, I still have to be mission ready if you get my drift. So if you want to be alert, I have some cram for you. You'll be wide awake for sure. It's a lot like Nova Coke, actually. That sounds interesting. Wide awake. I might need that for this upcoming night thing we're doing. Hmm. You know, you might want to save your money for others, for, for something else there, Curtin. This cram can keep you awake for days. I, yeah, I'm sure it can. Well, we got plenty of money especially since we've been working. Right, guys? Mm. You guys are drekking idiots. Kurt, you're not buying Nova Coke or anything else this guy wants to give you to alter your state of being. 
We have a job to do. Well, I didn't necessarily think we were going to do it on the job. It's more of a celebration thing, bringing friends together sort of thing. So it sounds like you guys might be in a bit of a dicey situation. I would be remiss if I didn't recommend maybe some kamikaze or some nitro. That can really help you get out of some tight situations. What do those do? Kamikaze will just make you a lot tougher. Pain will seem like a distant... Actually, if you want to resist pain, get some nitro. You can shrug off bullets no problem at all. Kamikaze will make you feel a little crazy. Rico. But you'll be crazy strong too. Rico, we're, um, we, uh, we're looking more for hardware, not, uh... Like some BTL chips? Uh, I got some of those. You know, uh, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm good. Uh, Kirk, could we, uh, could we talk outside for a second? Well, my, my head is kind of hurting. Kurt. If you got some of that, I might get some from you right now. <clears throat> Kurt. <clears throat> Kurt, we need to talk real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kurt and Drager leave the room to walk outside. Rico watches them leave, then turns his head to look at Jet and Hez. He begins to rhythmically nod his head back and forth. So, uh, do you ladies like to party? No. No. Okay, okay. Can I at least buy you two some drinks? Kurt, how long have you been known this guy? Oh, he was the first, second guy I met when I got on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's been feeding you drugs. Right. You're on some sort of chems right now? Or before, or something? No. I'm not sure what, what you mean. He gave me some Novacoke. Right. That is not good for you. Okay. And I don't know if Rico's good for us right now. I know he helped you out earlier, but it sounds like he helped you in order to fleece you over later, which is what he might be doing right now. I trust this guy as far as I could punch him. Through a wall. Or two. So. What do you think is going on? I don't know. But it's weird. Tell me it's not weird. Do you think it's weird? It's weird. I'm not sure what weird is. It's what's happening in there right now. We should get back in there before he, uh, I don't know. Let's get in there. You go first. Drager opens the door for Kurt as he re-enters the private room. Thanks for that tip, Drager. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, you know, you, you gotta check the quality of your stuff whenever you buy it, it's all, you know, just, uh, <clears throat> just pay attention. Yeah, we were talking about comlinks. He was just showing me how to use my comlink. Mm-hmm. Just so you know. Yeah. He's, he's kind of new to the thing, so. Yeah, I remember that. All right, let me get this straight for everyone. Larry, you want the climbing gear, the sensor, the wrist-mounted motion sensor, goggles with night vision enhancement, thermal vision, and video recorder, plus an empty slot, and two silencers. And I didn't get your name. You can call me Hez. And Hez, you wanted a silencer, five clips of flechette rounds, and five flashbangs? That's correct. Rico looks at Jet. You just wanted the chameleon suit and a silencer. And Kurt, what was it you wanted again? Um, I want a laser microphone, binoculars, two flashbang grenades, one explosive grenade, and a directional jammer rating two. And uh, we'll talk about it later. Gotcha, sure. When do you guys need this stuff? We need this stuff as soon as you can. And I'm, you know how new I am around here. It would help if you could help us out because we can help you out in the future oh yeah how so we all have different skills and you can tell that we're serious so i'll leave that up to your imagination well i see you guys have a lot of stealth stuff here you guys are probably good for sneaking but 
How good are you guys at, let's say, strong-arming people? Like, oh, I don't know. Getting people to pay up some money they might owe. Or maybe put somebody down to send a message to somebody else. Is this within all of your wheelhouses? It's certainly something we consider. Okay, well, with the understanding you'll be able to help me out in the future, I think I can get this stuff to you quickly. Say, about a week for 8,000 New Year. Well, Rico, I don't know if you know this, but we are talking to other people, and I think 7,000 is a better number. 7,000? <laughs> There's a lot of risk in moving this kind of equipment that fast. I'll tell you what, I'll deliver the stuff for 7,000 New Yen. If you can pay me half up front. Okay, is everybody good with that? Everybody nods in agreement. All right. Well, I appreciate you helping us out, Rico. Likewise. Call me up with anything you might need. I'll take 3,500 now just to begin, and then the rest when I deliver. Rico holds out his hands for the cred sticks. That should cover the initial cost. All right, you'll hear from me soon. Anything else? Thank you for your assistance. Pleasure doing business. See you later, Rico. Game mastering and narration by... Paul, get in my office now. Uh, yes, sir? Paul, what the fuck are you doing out there? Episodes are coming out less frequently, you're losing your fan base, and the investors are busting my ass for results. You know how hard it is to go in that boardroom and tell them we don't got a new episode yet? I'm, I'm doing the best I can. It ain't good enough! What's that? It's motivation. Ah. More frequent episodes. Ah. Longer episodes. Oh. More action. Ah. Different games. Ah. Better audio quality. Ah. Ah. Mm. Ah. You know the real key, Paul? Ah. Ratings. You gotta get them to rate the podcast. More ratings means more people can discover the show in an already saturated roleplay market. Audio quality, originality, narrative, composition, it's all shit. It's all about the ratings. We gotta do whatever it takes to get those ratings. You understand? Yes, sir. Now get in that recording booth and get those fans to rate the damn podcast. We, we don't have a recording booth. I, I can't afford one. Put one in post with your damn sound effects. They don't know it ain't real. I don't want to ask them for anything. I can't stand asking them for anything. It ain't about what you want. It's about what the show wants. Yes, and the sir. show wants them sweet, sweet ratings and reviews. Those stars are the lifeblood of the whole damn operation. This might not be the best time to ask, sir. They've had to wait a long time for the latest episode. If there's one thing we entertainment executives know, it's what the audience wants. What about Spider-Man 3? The kids like emo and dancing and multiple villains. What about the amazing Spider-Man 2? The kids like stammering emo hotties and multiple villains and loose interpretations of the source material and exactly one minute of Paul Giamatti. And The Force Awakens. The kids like pseudo-reboots and plot holes and inexplicably invincible female protagonists and unimaginative villains. And Pirates of the Caribbean 6. The kids have brand loyalty so they'll automatically buy into it, like the aforementioned Star Wars. These franchises can run off on nostalgic fumes alone. <laughs> and all the Fantastic Four movies. Alright, they were... they were pretty silly. And bad. And the last Airbender movie. The casting was perfect. 
It's the audience that didn't get it. We're the ones who were in touch. They loved them all. Now get in there and get those ratings or this whole thing comes crashing down on both our asses. And make it fun. And uh, meta, the kids eat up that meta shit. Hey, everybody. Um, hey, if you like the show and want to help it survive and maybe be discovered by, by a wider audience, maybe, please give it a review. Paul? Oh, intern Sally. I'm going on a coffee and apple run. You want any? Yeah, please. It's, it's been a rough week. I'll take a perfectly normal order of coffee and apples. Whoa! Coffee's for closers. How do you like them apples? Sell it. Make them want a review. It's a post-truth world. Say whatever the hell you want to say to get ahead. Fuck it. Uh, beautiful people will like you if you leave reviews, and science has shown that leaving reviews uh, increases your happiness and physical attractiveness. Use clickbait tactics. The kids love clickbait. But, but, but this is only audio. Use clickbait tactics. Internet. The kids love internet. Uh, there's a, a list of ways that leaving reviews will improve your life. Number six will shock you. The numbers are in. They're responding to the clickbait. More clickbait. Um... What kind of uh, Sonic Realms character are you? Are you a Draeger? A Jatangeline? A Burvis? Find out by taking this quiz. And by quiz, I mean leaving a review. And then you'll finally know your true identity as a human being. More! There, there's a, a, there's, there's a picture of something blurry and close up with a red circle around it and an arrow pointing at it. And, uh, if you leave a review, you'll find out what it is. More! Uh, uh, did you hear about this one weird trick that doctors don't want you to know about? Just click on, just click on five stars and write a review to find out, maybe. More! Le leave a review to find out why film studios won't hire this actor anymore. It's really important that you know the details. Now hit him with the ultimate clickbait! Uh, uh, leave a review for weird weight loss secrets? Alright, the investors are satisfied. Now take a literal five minute break and get back to work on the next episode! No interns were harmed in the making of this plea. Game Mastering and Narration by Paul Greenleaf. Draeger is played by Marcus Freeman. Jatangeline is played by Mackenzie Paulus. Kurt is played by Chris Tommaso. Hez is played by Torvald Tempestus. Editing, arrangement, original music, and production by Paul Greenleaf. For more story, character details, production notes, and how to support Sonic Realms, please visit sonicrealmspodcast.com. To learn more about the world of Shadowrun, visit shadowrun.com and shadowruntabletop.com. 
The Tops Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Sonic Realms to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Sonic Realms in any official capacity whatsoever. All other works mentioned in the podcast are the property of their respective owners. Original content of the Sonic Realms podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported and share-like license. If you use any part of the show, please credit Sonic Realms. And hey, thanks for listening. Oh, hey, you know, if you could just take a couple seconds to, you know, leave a review, that would be pretty, that'd be pretty awesome, you know.